FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. Shot guards. Yeah, you put it around your microphone so when you bang into it, it doesn't make that sound. I mean, I would say... I need one. <laughs> especially today. I don't know what's going on. That's all right. All right. So we're going to do that listener letter today too, right? Which listener letter? The one about bisexuality. Okay. Okay. Sure. Whatever you want. It's all about me today. You're the boss. Oh, please God, tell me you're recording. For the next 45 minutes. Please God, tell me you're recording. (laughs) Yeah. I have you, the boss. (laughs) Yeah, we're recording. I have it forever. Okay. I'm Sean Lee. I'm Monica. And we are the Two Wild Orchids, the place you come for sex and fun. And in case you were listening, Monica said I was the boss. For the next 45 minutes. (laughs) That's all you get. That's it? Yeah. We should talk. I want to renegotiate my contract. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. (laughs) All right. So today, Miss Monica, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm amazing. It's very nice of you to ask. Well, I care. I know you do. (laughs) That's what I love about you. And I'm the boss. It's my responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't bang into anything, okay? As you just hit your microphone. Did I? Yeah, with your phone. It was great. (laughs) Sorry about that. I didn't hear it. That's okay. I did. And the audience did because I'm going to leave it in. Okay, cool. So today we have another listener letter. And again, big shout out to our listeners for sending them. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It makes our job easier when we know what you want to talk about. So if there's something we haven't talked about that you want to talk about, please send us a message. And don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. But you want me to read the listener letter? Yeah. But I want people to speak up too, because I get a lot of messages from people that comment on the show to me privately. Yes. I get a lot of support that way. But then I always say to them, well, go say it somewhere publicly because then it starts a conversation. Please say it somewhere publicly because we have our Facebook group, which our group is getting really active, which I'm so excited about. Yeah. Put it on iTunes, put it on our Facebook page, put it somewhere that other people can have a dialogue with you. Yeah. I know it's a little more work to do that because it's so easy to just message me and be like, oh, by the way, I love this and I love that and you guys are great. Then I got a screenshot and then I got to send it to you. And mm-hmm. yeah. we're getting, we're actually getting those on the dick wall of shame too. The, the number that you send <laughs> your unsolicited dick pictures to, we're actually getting text messages going, oh my God, I love you guys and you're the best. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, could you just post it somewhere <laughs> someone else could see it? I mean, I really appreciate it. It's always nice. Any contact is great. hundred percent. But we want you to let other people know mm-hmm. that they're not alone. They're not as brave as you are in sending us messages. And, and that's so, the thing, right? Because yeah. there is all of this like shame around loving Mm -hmm. sex. So that is a perfect lead in. Look at you, you little rock star. I'm the best. You are the best. Okay, so let me read you our shame-ish letter today. Okay, get it. I haven't heard it, so. Oh, okay. Well, that's because you didn't go into the Google Doc. I'm an artist. (laughs) Give me a break. If it's not on a piece of paper, I don't get it. Okay, so here's what it says. Good morning. I went back and listened to the podcast about sexual shame again. So here's my fantasy. A threesome with my husband and another woman. And my husband watches me have sex with her. I have attempted to bring this up and he shuts it down. He's very conservative and he feels it's inappropriate. I'll watch lesbian porn to fulfill those desires. I don't want to step out of my marriage, but I want to have this experience. Hmm. Mm. So what would you say to our listener here? I'm just thinking. Well, I guess you have to find out for me. It's like, how important is it? That was my exact first question, actually. I'm glad you said that. Because is it a deal breaker on the whole marriage? Is this really, are you feeling so squelched that you just can't even express yourself sexually? In which case, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. But if not, and you don't want to really tank your marriage, then there's got to be some other outlet. So where this kind of took me to lay a foundation for, right, was I told you that I didn't figure out I liked girls until I was in my 40s. That was only because my partner told me I liked them. Okay. 
And I didn't believe them. I was like, no, I don't like girls and I don't like girls and I don't like girls. And then I really liked girls. But what I think about there is I was scared of liking girls. And it sounds like her husband is scared of her liking girls. Yeah, he might be threatened. It sounds like he's totally threatened. Yeah. But but part of it is nobody lets anybody do anything. Mm -hmm. Like I was reading in some one of these marriage groups and it says, would you let your husband go out late at night and stay out with the boys? And I'm like, he's a grown up. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, of course, I mean, he can do whatever he can go rob a bank if he wants to. So I get that. But there are consequences to doing what you want to do. If you break agreements, there are consequences. I agree. Yeah. I struggle with this question because of the concept of let. Yeah, but do you really think that our listener is asking for permission? I mean, if she really wanted to, she could go and do whatever she wants to do. Well, that's what she said. She doesn't want to step out on her marriage, but this is a desire of hers that it's enough that she's watching lesbian porn. Okay. And her, she's tried to bring it up to her husband. He keeps shutting it down. So what should he do if it's really out of his comfort zone and that's a hard line for him? Because for some people, that's cheating. Oh, I'm going to get comfortable for this one because okay, I have an answer to this. Okay. It's one thing for me to say to any of my partners... I don't want to do this. It's another thing for me to say to my partner, I don't want you to do this thing that you want to do because of how it makes me feel. I don't disagree. I agree with you in theory. I just think when you're in it, it's a little harder. I'm not saying it's easy, but it goes back to you can't stop liking what you like. But what if this really affects the marriage? What if he says, fine, you know, do this and then he just can't handle it? The fact that she's been with someone else, maybe he's really old fashioned. I think she does say he's kind of conservative. So Mm -hmm. for him, he may view it as a real breach of their wedding vows. Okay. I'm not saying it's easy, but I think we talked about on a couple of shows about insecurity. I know we talked about jealousy and some of those other things. And that's what this smells of. Like he's insecure that if she has an intimate relationship with another woman, then that means whatever it means for him. Like he is not good enough. She doesn't like his cock. She's going to run away with a girl, whatever story Mm -hmm. he's telling himself. But she's not saying, I want to have a relationship independent of my husband. Okay. You know, her statement was, I want to have sex with a woman and I want him there. All right. So let me offer you another perspective. Okay. Because personally, this is something I would not want in my relationship. I wouldn't want to bring a third party in, but it has nothing to do with being threatened or being jealous. For me, there's an intimacy and a magic that happens between two people. And that is something that only happens between the two of us. And there's a magic in that. So that is something that we don't share with others. It's this really special, unique thing that we just have with one another and we don't share it with others. Like that's just part of the agreement, I guess, that we have. Okay. So I hear you. I want to val- <laughs> validate you. I know because you and I are like way opposite ends of the spectrum. On yeah. This I stuff. think we were talking right before the show and I was like, the only way Monica and I could be more polar opposite is one of us had a penis. <laughs> okay. Because... <laughs> Thank God neither of us does. We don't. (laughs) But that's say. So here's where I'm receiving what you just said. Okay. All right. And that is that if I have another person in bed with us, then that takes something away from what we have. No, I'm not saying it takes away. I'm just saying that there's. Because what I heard you say was that it's an intimacy and a closeness and a specialness that we share that's only possible when. No, I'm not saying it's only possible. I'm just saying that there's something really special and unique about the fact that we don't share that with others. Like that's something unique to our relationship. So there's a sacredness. I guess, that occurs between the two of us when that's a ritual that we are just doing with one another. We're not bringing others into that circle. That's just my... No, no, I get it. I yeah. get it. This is one of those things that we'll never reach the bottom of. But no, when, right. when we were talking, <laughs> I was thinking about it like slices of pie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have this slice of pie that's the you and me when we're, when we're podcasting. This is our moment. This mm-hmm. is our special time. If we bring in a guest... We now have a different special time, a different slice of pie. Agreed. With the three of us. Maybe you're just better at compartmentalization. 
What? <laughs> I'm kidding because we talked about that the last show. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that if you get an opportunity, that's a show they haven't heard yet. It's not come out yet. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it will. It will. It will. It, it's a whole thing. You're going to love it. But my point is, is that if she wants this, he doesn't get to tell her no. No, I agree with that. I mean, you can't tell someone no. I mean, you just can't. Let me try and put myself in those shoes because if I was in a relationship and... Okay, so let's say we're in a relationship with a guy. Let's back it up a second. It is far less, let's use the word accepted, socially accepted to be a bisexual female than it is to be a bisexual male. No, total double standard. Total double standard. Yeah, it's horrible. So it's so much of a double standard. Oh, I wrote this down. I wanted to tell you this because I did some research before him. Okay. And I Googled, here was what I Googled. My husband wants another man. Okay. That was mm-hmm. my Google search. Mm-hmm. The first page you Google, everything came up with, my husband wants me to have sex with another man. That's how big that double standard is. Like the whole concept of it possibly being that my husband would want another man is so far down on the Google search list. They yeah. assumed I left out the words me. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was incredible. That was crazy. But if your boyfriend or your husband or your partner or your whatever came to you and said, hey, I love you. I love Margaret. I love your JJ. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret is Monica's Bush. You know, I love everybody here. Okay. But I like Dick. Would that make you feel like you were lacking something? I don't know if it would make me feel like I was lacking something as much as it would make me feel like my partner probably wasn't in tune with their sexuality or was figuring something out. You're saying like if the guy I was with wanted to bring another dude into the bedroom. Whether or not he brought the other dude in with you. Or he just wanted to sleep with another man. He just wants to have a guy as well. Yeah, that would be hard. And I do think there's a double standard, right? For women to be attracted to other women, it's so acceptable. It's almost expected. It's expected, right? It is a requirement. I heard once that 75% of women are bi and the other 25% don't know it yet. Yeah, which is crazy. And I have one girlfriend in particular who has been a lesbian. We've been friends since college. And anytime I have a conversation with her about a woman that I met that I really like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, I was at the gym and I met this really nice... Amazing Sean Lee and it was great. Right. She's like, oh, you just <laughs> want to sleep with her. It's just an assumption that I have feelings that I don't understand, that I'm actually gay or bisexual and just don't and haven't figured it out yet. I find it to be infuriating. To is be there honest. something you want to confess now. No. <laughs> Listen, women are beautiful. That we are. We're beautiful. Amazing creatures. And I can recognize that I admire them. But ultimately, I really, really love being with men. Mm-hmm. And that's what I fantasize about. And that's what I'm looking to be with. I'm not saying that I would never sleep with another woman. Maybe I will. Maybe that's something I should experience because I think that you liked having the yoni massage with a woman. Yeah, but I'm not right. But I mean, that was like a hand. Right. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it starts with a hand. <laughs> <laughs> like for me, there wasn't any interaction. You know, I'm not kissing her. I wasn't doing anything except receiving. Right. But you remember in that interview, if you haven't listened to our Yoni massage interview, Monica got a Yoni <laughs> massage, which if you're a new listener to Two Wild Orchids, that means a vagina. Somebody rubbed her vagina. Yeah, she basically got me off. <laughs> Twice, actually, right? <laughs> but remember, one of the things that you said actually in that interview was if you were going to sleep with a woman, that woman would have been somebody you would have been with. Yeah. And that experience was really cool. And certainly it softened your space with girl. It did soften my space because it's not as scary. But again, I wasn't having to participate in a way, you know, like my body. You bo- didn't have to go down and find No, the and my body just responded to her incredible touch. Right. And I was in my own little world. My eyes were closed. At one point I had like a blindfold on, you know, like I really was just in la la land and I was just there to receive. So I think it's a little bit different in terms of like if I was in a setting where she and I were out or we were on a date and I was 
making out with her or something. It's totally different for me. I don't know. I just didn't seem like I was interacting with her. And I'm not saying I won't do that one day. Right. You know, right. add it to the homework. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right next to go to Swingers Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot. I mean, we've been chipping away. We've been chipping away. We did get the Yoni massage done. That's we, kind of a big deal. It was a big deal. <laughs> it was a big deal. So I kind of want to circle back a little bit because I think there's a twofold question here. All right. There is the desire, whether it's a guy wanting another guy or whether it's a woman wanting another woman, there's this desire mm-hmm. that if you are in a heterosexual relationship cannot be filled with that partner. Well, maybe that goes back to the conversation you and I had not that long ago about are we wired to be in monogamous relationships? Uh, you know, I don't believe we are. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. I think if we were if we were monogamous, we would be swans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. They made for life. Or sandhill cranes. It's like a bird thing. It's a bird thing, but nowhere in our history are we mates for life. Well, and we're living longer now. Exactly. You know, it's a lot more time to spend with one person. Well, you know, when I was in college, actually, I wrote an article that I got hate mail over, by the way, because I was going to college in Oklahoma, which is the middle of the Bible. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the name of the article was marriage is an institution that's outlived its usefulness. Mm -hmm. And I wrote that in my 20s. And oh, my God, the paper was so thrilled because we got so much hate mail over it. (laughs) But the point I was trying to make was the world is getting smaller and smaller with the Internet, with technology. It's just getting smaller. And so back in the let's say the 1920s. Smaller meaning? Smaller meaning more connected. Okay. Okay. It's not anything for me to have a lover in Japan, you know, with planes and FaceTime and the connections are so much easier to make. Mm -hmm. And now we have, um, you know, Grindr and Tinder and Bumble and all of those apps. Mm -hmm. And the world's just getting smaller and our choices are getting bigger. And so if you look at like, let's say the 1950s housewife, okay? The idea of 1950s was you got married, you stayed married, you didn't get divorced. But now maybe you lived out in the country and that was the only guy that was around. And so it was easy to stay monogamous and it was easy to stay in that bubble. But the mm-hmm. bubble has burst and, and now everybody's stuff is spilling. I did it again <laughs> onto everybody else's stuff. <laughs> so all I'm saying about that is there are more choices and there are more options. And as we expand as a culture, as a world, as a society, you're asking somebody to not explore their options, their boundaries, their feelings, and to stay small so you feel better. I think that's one way of looking at it. I mean, I agree with you that things are obviously much smaller and it's much easier and we see so many more of our options. Okay. So all I'm saying is that if we are going to forward ourselves as a species, as people, then we have to have options and it can't feel like betraying your spouse if you're trying to live your desires. So I'm this woman. I want to bring another woman home. Mm -hmm. My husband is completely anti. I don't want to lose my marriage because everything else is good. What do I do? What do you do? You're the husband. Who am I? Well, I don't know. You can put yourself in the husband's shoes. I totally can. I was a debater in college. I can take the negative. Okay. So you're the husband. Okay. Okay. So you're saying that you want to have another woman. Mm Mm-hmm because it's in a fantasy that I've had for a long time. I want to experience it. I think it would be a good experience for you and I maybe it'll, you know. I'm not interested in having another woman. You're enough for me. Well, and so basically what I'm saying is by you <laughs> wanting another woman, I don't feel that I'm enough for you. Okay, but my <laughs> I'm not good at this role play. Okay, you started it. <laughs> I, <do. laughs> I think I'm in the wrong role. <laughs> I think we fucked us up. I think I should be the husband. Because I mean, all right, we so, can play again. No, no, no. I want to have a girlfriend and I want to bring her in and I think it'd be fun hot and sexy. I want a divorce. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All of that's entirely possible. I'm just kidding. No, well, I understand what you're saying. It goes back to what you were saying about your partner. You can't control what other people do. You, you and you can't, can't get them to stop because yeah. you feel shitty. So then I think you just have to figure out like it's a negotiation at that 
point, right? Either you can get on board and allow them to express their sexuality and maybe it'll fizzle out. Maybe they won't like it. I don't know. But I just think you can't squelch them because then that breeds all kinds of contempt and resentment and all this other shit. It's not easy. It's messy. But what else are you going to do? So I wrote down some options. Like I wrote down some solutions. Oh, she sent this. I, I want to hear these solutions. Does one of them involve another woman? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. So my first one is assess the situation, right? How important is this to you? Yeah. Right. Let's do a little soul searching. Is this deal breaker important to you? Is this, it would be nice on a Sunday afternoon if I've got nothing else going on important mm-hmm. to you? Yeah. Like, is this worth changing the dynamic of my entire marriage? And because it will. Yeah. No matter what, but you have to determine if the desire is so strong, you're willing to risk it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was first is assess the situation. And then I guess number two would be decide if you're going to tell your partner about it. And I'm not advocating cheating. I'm not, but I'm also not saying that everybody needs to know everything. You know, what? I'm public relations is telling the truth slowly. What the fuck are you talking about? Look, all I'm <laughs> saying is, okay, <laughs> no if you think it's going to end your marriage, here's the choices. Like it sounds shitty. Okay. And okay. I'm not advocating cheating. Okay. But here are the options. Option one is it's really important to me. And if my husband finds out he will leave me, but it's really important to me. That's a shitty choice. Well, is this like a one time thing? Well, I don't know. But my question is, are you going to tell him? And we can't judge whether or not it's right to tell him or not. All I'm saying is ask we yourself. We can't? No. It's because <laughs> it's not our life. We're not in those shoes. But what we can say is ask yourself the question. Are you going to tell? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. All right. And so the next one is if you choose to tell, I think about what I would want. I would want reassurance at that point. Okay. Honey, I know you're not really into me having a girl, but it's really important to me and it doesn't change how I feel about you. Me licking her pussy has nothing to do with how much I love your cock. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And so option one is assess. Option two, are you going to tell? Option three is reassure your partner. And then option four is determine if after you meet this person and after you have whatever you're going to have, assuming your partner's not with you for it. Okay. Are you going to do like, don't ask, don't tell. Look, honey, I've met a girl. I still love your cock. I still love you. This doesn't doesn't change us, our family, our children, our this, our that. If I have sex with her, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want it to upset you. Or if I have sex with her, do you want to know? Like, let's just establish that. Yeah, there definitely need to be some sort of guidelines and boundaries set in place so that you're not crossing a line. Exactly. Because maybe your partner's like, look, I can't control you, but I don't want to know about it. Exactly. Or I need to know so that I don't drive myself crazy. Wondering if you Wondering if you, yeah. So you got to figure that out. So you got to determine what level of communication you're comfortable with. Everything goes back to communication. It's the number one cause of divorce. It's the number one cause of everything. I no, think that's like, true. Communication <laughs> and connection. No, right. Yeah. Like it can make or break. It makes or breaks everything. Everything. Yeah. Well, okay. So I sort of kind of don't agree with you. I think it's connection and disconnection, but that's neither here nor there. But if your partner's feeling disconnected from you mm. because you're having sex with someone else, you can't fix how they feel. Mm-hmm. All you can do is reassure them and then they got to do their own work. In which case, if you get to this point and it becomes an issue, maybe it's time to reassess and see a therapist. Yeah. See a life coach. Would you say that maybe it's something to bring to a therapist in the first place? I'm not saying it's a bad idea. Because that might shed some light on why there's so much. I mean, I don't know what a therapist would say, but I wonder if a therapist would be like, dude, just try it. You might like it. (laughs) (laughs) To the husband, he might like it. You might like it. It goes back to my I'll try anything twice, twice theory. But you got to find a really good therapist. All right. There's good therapists out there and there's shitty therapists. There's like 90% bad ones. Right. And like 10% good ones. Okay. True story. You know, I'm Polly. No. I know. Stop it. I know. What are you talking 
about? I was going to come out, but now, now, you know, (laughs) I did not know that. (laughs) (laughs) And I know you're mono and I know this puts us in a weird spot. Okay. But my very first therapist here in Florida, when I told her that I was poly, she said to me, and this is why I'm cautioning you about going to a therapist. Hmm. Like I'm a really big fan of relationship, probably because I do relationship coaching. She said to me, have you ever been somebody's just one? Oh Lord. And I sat there and I was like, what? Like I'm poly. I literally had to go back and explain to her what that meant for me. And so she kept saying to me, don't you just want to be somebody's one? And I was like, no, that's not how my life works. What are you doing? Stop it. (laughs) So maybe see a sex therapist. Right. Because they deal with this kind of shit all the time. Right. Or a really strong relationship coach. Yeah. But then when I went to a different therapist who was a poly friendly therapist, Mm -hmm. you know, she was like, okay, if you're going to open your relationship to other relationships, then these are some guidelines and boundaries and things you have to discuss. She was terrific. That's great. Yeah, having a good therapist is a game changer. Can really, really help. And you know, I know a lot of guys are really anti-therapy because they feel like something's wrong or you're broken or whatever. Get over your shit. It's a checkup from the neck up. You know, I always tell people it's like having somebody that just helps guide you. No one's going to tell you what to do or what not to do, but it's like a sounding board. I think they guide you and keep you on track. If you have a good one. If you have a good one, you know, because we create all kinds of stories in our heads all the time about things. And I don't know this woman's husband, but maybe he's got a crazy story going on. You know, you know, that's a really strong point is and maybe even before any of my five or actually going up to assess the situation. Tip number one. Mm-hmm. What is it that scares him? Like open that dialogue. Right. And if they're saying things like, I just think it's wrong. Well, what about it makes it wrong? And if you come in this non-judgmental open way, help me understand you better because I really am confused. Mm-hmm. But it takes a really powerful mind to not go down a rabbit hole of, Yeah. And you and I talk about this all the time where we have a habit of creating scenarios in our heads that aren't necessarily true. You know? Yeah. Because if the conversation is, I don't want you to have sex with someone else because I think that if you do, you're going to leave me, you're going to leave me, then that's a really vulnerable place to be and to say that and to then be able to say to your partner, honey, I don't care if I have sex with 20,000 women you're it for me. It's us. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what he needs. I think that would be what I would need. I mean, putting myself in the woman's shoes, I agree with you. But when I put myself in the guy's shoes, like if I was dating a guy who wanted to sleep with other women, that'd be a deal breaker for me. I would have such a hard time. So to me, that's different. Oh, why? Because you have a vagina and they have a vagina. And so then the conversation of not enoughness comes to the table. Okay, I see. Okay. But what if your guy wanted another guy? You can never fill that need. Nope. (laughs) So... True. That's a good point. So that's a good point. That's where I'm at with it. Like, I understand not everybody can think like me. I get that, right? Mm-hmm. I understand that my male partners having other female partners is hard for some people to understand. Oh, yeah, for right? sure. But one of my male partners wanted to have a male partner. Like, the, you'd be okay with that? The only thing that comes to mind is making sure that the condoms are always used. That's mm-hmm. really the only thing that comes to mind because my safety is important to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a big one. That would be it. It's not, why would I begrudge them an experience that's all about them? Mm-hmm. Well, you're a lot more sexually woke, I think, than a lot of people. Well, that's why we're doing this podcast. Wake yeah. up, people. <laughs> Here's the thing. Your partner, whether or not they've told you, has desires and fantasies and things that you haven't even begun to explore because you haven't asked the right questions or they haven't felt comfortable enough sharing. And to be clear, those fantasies don't necessarily make you like if you fantasize 
about something, it doesn't necessarily make you... It doesn't make you anything. Right. We talked about this on one of our shows. I can't remember which one to, to lead people to it. But one of the things we talked about was the rape fantasy. Oh, yeah. Just because right. you have a yeah. fantasy about being raped or doing rape doesn't mean you're a rapist or you're a victim. Yeah. Any fantasy is okay. You just have to know that the person you're sharing your fantasy with respects that. Mm-hmm. I just have a, going back to the beginning of this, I have a problem with the idea of let. Mm-hmm. I'm a relationship anarchist, man. I want to do what I want to do and how I want to do it. And if it bothers you that I'm doing it, that's a you problem. I hear you and I love that. But then I also feel like a partnership is a partnership and that's exactly what it is. And nobody gets to make a hundred percent decision. Like I would not make a financial decision if I was married. You know, I wouldn't make big decisions independently of my partner. It's something you basically agree on together. Okay. And I agree with you, but partnerships require agreements. For example, you and I have an agreement that we meet once a week and we do this. This is our agreement. Right. And so if I flaked off and didn't show up, I would be violating our agreement. Mm -hmm. Okay. But let's say we've been doing this 10 years and we meet on Mondays, for example, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden Mondays aren't good for me. Then we reevaluate and we say, okay, Tuesdays are better. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Tuesdays don't work for me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. So the point is, is that agreements can be renegotiated. And when you get married, mm-hmm, I agreed. so the person that marries someone in their 20s when they're in their 40s is not the same person. Right. So right. the relationship negotiations maybe need to be had again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming and I'm making a grand assumption that the woman who wrote this letter has been with her husband for a while. There's just something in it that reads long time. Maybe because he's conservative. Maybe so. Maybe so. There's just something that feels like they've been together a long time. So whatever agreement you made in your 20s and if you're in your 40s, you're a different person. Well, sure. I mean, we all grow and grow up. I know just in the last year I've changed. I know. know. Now you have no no hangups about (laughs) orgasms anymore. Margaret has a name. This has been a big year for you. (laughs) When a woman give me an orgasm. Right. Two of them. Two of them. Yeah. No, I mean. Had a one night stand. God, I just need to, I need to calm down. No, you need to keep going. (laughs) Yeah. It's been pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. That's it. Sexual freedom is fun. Yeah. Right. How great would it be? Let's play this out now. So she has the talk with her husband. He finally says yes. She has sex with another woman. It's fucking amazeballs. And then what happens when it keeps going? And now it's like, I mean, I could understand it if it was a one time, like I want to do this one time or I want to try this a couple times, but I could see his concern. Like, what's the concern? He still doesn't have a vagina. He married someone that he, you know, doesn't have a vagina. He married somebody else. Like another person is now involved all the time. Like if she's dating someone. Okay. I mean, I'm not how saying is it, listen, for most men, it would probably be super hot. But for this guy, it's not. Okay, but how is it different? All right, so let's ask a question here. If you like to, if you like to play poker. I know, but you can't. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but it, these are such like comparing that to like sex and that sanctity that you have in a marriage. Like, let's use the robbing of the bank because that's kind of a bigger deal. Okay. Like you decide you want to go rob a bank. Actually, it's not a very good example, is it? I don't know. I haven't heard the example yet. Go. Well, no, I'm just trying to compare, you know, because I think when you're bringing sex and the breaking of what he is going to perceive as their contract, their marriage contract. Like it's a big deal for people morally, I guess is what I'm saying. So poker, I can't go to because there's nothing really moral about it. No, when I am saying you play poker, right? (laughs) Like poker. Yeah, poker. (laughs) Yeah. Try the lamb, folks. We'll be here all week. (laughs) That was so lame. (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, go, go. So when you play poker with the boys... (laughs) 
sorry. I can't even say it. I know now I have the giggles. All right. When you play poker, that's your poker night. It's a boy's night. You go out and you do your thing. It's not any different than a girl's night. So how is this person inserting themselves into the relationship when she's just saying, I'm going out for my girl's night. You're I don't know. Going I, guess out for your poker ju- night. I guess it just goes back to the boundaries, like setting the, the rules. The mental like, stuff in your head. You know, and I know you have that with your partners and you're very clear about it and that's what makes it work. So maybe visiting that and saying, okay, do you date this person? Are there feelings involved? How often are you going to be seeing them? How much is it going to impact my time with you? You know, those would be all questions that I would want to know. Those are legitimate questions. You know, and it would definitely make me feel a little unstable. I'm trying. Even if it was my guy wanting to date a guy. You know, if I was dating a man and he wanted to experience another man, you know, aside from my other stuff in my head, which would be what? I get it. I do. I get it if it's it's my male partner and another woman. Right. I can understand that perspective of fear. Like, I'm not enough. You like her better. Her boobs are bigger. Her boobs are smaller. Her ass is tighter. Like, I get it. Where I can't get behind this is in same-sex relationships with a heterosexual partner because the heterosexual partner can't provide it. Yeah. And I'm going to say something that probably is not cool. Go. And you know, and I'll be not cool, Monica. You've been cool the whole show. (laughs) If I was dating a guy and he announced to me that he wanted to sleep with another man and that he was interested in doing that, in my mind, I hate saying this. I feel like his masculinity in my eyes goes into question. Okay. You know, and I know that's a horrible double standard, right? Because... Because it doesn't make you any less feminine to like a woman. Exactly. And so... It might be more feminine. I don't know. But I would struggle with that. I would struggle in the relationship continuing. And I think I would worry too. Maybe he's gay, you know, like, is it a bisexual thing? Like we talked about the definition between bisexual, pansexual, like there are all these, you know, it's confusing. I get that. I get that. So would you be okay? You would be okay with it because you feel like I'm not able to provide you with that sexual desire. So I'm not threatened by it because I know I can't offer it to you. Yes. Interesting. Yes. I like looking at it that way. I just don't know if I could do it. (laughs) Look, you know, I'm not saying there's not a lot of internal work. Yeah. You got to get clear in your head on who you are and what that relationship brings to your table. Mm-hmm. So if she's in a relationship with her husband and they have great sex and they have great financial success and they have great lives and great careers and all this great, 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 great. Mm-hmm. To think that her having an intimate relationship or a sexual relationship with another woman is going to threaten that to me is unreasonable. I think that's a really great way of breaking it down. Yeah. If and you, I agree if with you, you. Hold it on two scales, which one weighs more? But by the same token, if I have an unfulfilled desire and it's eating away at me, mm-hmm. it's going to impact my satisfaction with you, our financial health, our, my career satisfaction, all of that by an unrequited desire because yeah. you can't stop wanting what you want. And so my advice to her is to sit him down and say, look, here's the deal. If it's that important to you. This needs to happen. This needs to happen. I would love for like it to happen. It's going to happen regardless. Right. Uh, so, you can be on board or not on board. Exactly. And we can get therapy and we can talk mm-hmm. about it and we can set boundaries. But either way, I'm doing this. I want to do this because me not doing this is hurting me. Mm-hmm. And by it hurting me, it's hurting us. Yeah. So I, I can't disagree. Yeah. I just can't. You know, my logical brain wants to, but I really can't because I, I think you're right. Are and you? also you're the boss today. <laughs> Are we at 45 minutes? <laughs> sorry. Not, I got not like, all day. I got like four minutes left to be the boss. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm a huge, huge Abraham Hicks follower, as you know. Yes. And she talks about the triad of intentions. And so why are we here? We're here for growth. We're here for joy. And we're here for expansion. No, no wait. Growth, joy, and freedom. Sorry. Growth, what, joy, and freedom. Growth, 
joy and freedom. Okay. Right. So you have to have the freedom to be who you are mm-hmm. and you have to have the ability to grow into that space as you evolve as a person. And that's what's going to bring you joy. Mm-hmm. And what takes away your joy is stagnation. And she wants to grow and he doesn't or he's going to have to. Mm-hmm. I think he should. Okay. So mysterious husband of mysterious wife. <laughs> we would like you to grow. Do you think he's listening to the show? I hope that she plays it for him. Oh, well, that might be a good. Certainly good icebreaker. Yeah, it might bring up some cool conversation between them. Right. So to all of the women and men out there listening, it could be you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do we have anything else? Do you have anything else? I don't think so. All right, then. I got to think about this. I don't know. I feel like this is one of those uh, episodes where I'm going to be thinking about it all day. And then you're going to want to talk about it again. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I'm going to call you in like two hours. I want to record again. I have some thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny when you record, especially when we're literally just off the cuff a lot of times, you know, and like bisexuality is not something that I've had a lot of experience with. So homework. Yeah. So sometimes you struggle with not necessarily not struggle, but like, you know, you think of things after the fact, like, oh, I wonder, you know, you get thinking. Right. We can revisit this. I yeah. mean, bisexuality, pansexuality, whatever. It's a big topic. And this is just one little aspect of it. If you are in a heterosexual relationship and you want to have that experience. Well, I know the recent studies. I mean, they just did another study and it was like 9,000 people. And it's like bisexuality and pansexuality, all of that is growing and growing. Every year it gets bigger and bigger, I think, as we talk about these things. As people are more open to Mm -hmm. possibilities. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because there's no strength in staying small to stay safe. Mm -hmm. There just isn't. That's true. All right. If you're not growing, you're dying. That is the damn (laughs) truth. And if you're sitting still, you're going backwards because the world is moving forward and the longer you sit still, the farther behind you get. There you go. There you go. All right. On that note, stay open to possibility. And lick some pussy. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? What the fuck?